Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. Welcome to the podcast. We're talking to TV and film producer Chris Bueno, president of Ocean Avenue Entertainment. He's done projects all over the world. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Craig. Great to be on. Let's talk for a minute about streaming because that has opened up a whole other world of presentation. When, when I went to film school, what they said at film school was you can create films, but there's one thing that you have very little control over as a creator. Uh, two of them, actually. One is distribution, and the other one is exhibition. If the, if the uh, movie projector up in the theater or the digital projector uh, breaks down, there's not much you're going to be able to do about it sitting down at the premiere on row one. Uh, you have very little control over it. But now you're seeing directors and producers, especially producers, having a whole lot more say on the distribution side. How has uh, Netflix and Hulu and some of these other great streaming services, in fact, as soon as this, this, this interview airs, there will probably be two new streaming services we haven't even thought about. I mean, NBC with the Peacock uh, network is coming out for streaming. Talk, how stream, talk about how streaming has changed things. You know, it's, it's been, uh, you know, I would say a seismic change within the industry. I mean, the, the entertainment side of, of things has gone through many, many disruptions over the last few years, streaming being one of the more recent ones. But, you know, what's interesting to me is that we as a culture have becoming more, less transactional and more streaming in so many areas of our life. You know, so, you know, it's interesting that, you know, years ago, you know, the only way you could see a movie was if you watched it on a linear channel on a television or if you got the dvd and back in the early days the dvds were expensive or you rented them at blockbuster but it was all very transactional and then itunes came to the fore and you know and you could you could buy the movie and but really netflix saw they had a vision that preceded everyone and they started with their streaming platform and it just it just totally has caught on because the whole notion that you would you know in some respects you'd pay let's say 1999 for a dvd when you could pay less than that for all these movies in a month you know is is pretty astounding you know that and it's and it's so it's so for me i i saw that 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 netflix was kind of becoming this leader in this field. And I had had my own disasters, uh, some of which were incredible. I mean, Face of the Giants, Fireproof, other things. But there were other movies that I was involved with that flopped theatrically. And I could see that the theatrical model, which so many producers, filmmakers want, desire, want to pursue, but it is so risk, uh, full of risk. There's so much money involved with pr uh, prints and advertising campaigns that you know and so for me it was like wow i i i could see that i you know the the future was this streaming this streaming thing right and uh so 
you know, I, I, I reached out to someone at Netflix. I didn't know anyone and, and told them I had a, I repped a few movies that I felt were good quality. And I was grateful that they, you know, they had me come in and, and we talked about this whole world of movies that appeal to a faith audience. And at the time they didn't, they knew they had a faith audience on their platform and they wanted certain movies to appeal to that audience, but that they did not have a clue as to which movies would, would appeal or not. They wanted, they wanted content, didn't they? They wanted content, which I was, you know, I'm very grateful for the fact that while Netflix and many of these platforms may have a lot of things that for us who are Christian would be very objectionable, the reality is they also have, they want to appeal to an audience that they have that would be an audience of faith. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, And it gives us a platform that is, you know, a massive platform right now, the biggest one that's out there. So, you know, I think that's the distinction I would make to other platforms that are similar, like HBO, Showtime, which have been very averse to appealing to any faith audience, unless it was by accident. Right. So, you know, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. And, um, but yeah, so it's, it's become, it's become the dominant way to watch movies for, you know, and television. Uh, and as you mentioned, many, many other platforms are out there now. And there are platforms like Tubi TV, which is a, a AVOD, advertising video on demand platform that uh, for producers can be another revenue stream, which is so important. Um, you know, Peacock Network, I have a, a number of movies that are on Peacock Network right now. So, you know, there's just more and more that are coming, coming, uh, coming out. And, uh, you know, as far as which ones will actually be the most viable and that time will tell, right? When do producers uh, and creators approach you? Is it both ways? Is it at the beginning of, we have a script, we're going to go shoot something. Would you like to handle the distribution side? Or does it also come about, Chris, that a film is finished or nearly finished, but now they're looking for distribution and they come to you near the end of production? You know, I think, I think I'm, I'm totally open to both. The difference is that the connection I have with Netflix is based on movies that are for the most part completed. And I deal directly with the acquisitions department and they are kind of, they're commissioned to find movies that are already done, whether they're movies out of Sundance film festival or, you know, the Cannes Film Festival or that come to them independently, you know, for them, at least as far as my company is concerned, I'm the guy that helps find the movies that appeal to a faith audience. And in that, so I'll take a movie that, you know, I've watched, I've made an assessment of, I feel that I personally feel would be a good, uh, you know, a good candidate for them. And then I submit it to them and they don't say yes to everything. But they say yes to a percentage of those things. And, you know, it means either a one-year or two-year license, sometimes three years, and you work out the terms of that. And it's not like Netflix takes all the rights. They're just taking the SVOD or subscription video-on-demand rights. Uh, they still allow producers to, you know, to be on iTunes take, and these take other it, platforms. Take it, to mar- take it to market, take it to exhibition. Yeah, right? yeah, because they don't. You know, they're not looking to be the source that 
pays it off, you know, there is what I would consider the rarefied uh, production that can come their way where they say, oh, you know what, we want this, we want to acquire this as an original right. acquisition, in which mm -hmm. case then they'll pay the full boat, what the production is, plus profit, and they get the rights in perpetuity, and that's it, which, yeah. you know, normally works out really well for everyone, but those are really tough. Generally, those are movies that have pretty strong, uh, pretty strong cast, bigger budgets, um, so it's mostly the other ones that, you know, you're, you're going to get it on other platforms and Netflix becomes a part of that plan. Right. Enjoying the conversation with Chris Bueno. We'll be back after this. This podcast features engaging conversations with leaders, artists, and creatives sharing about current trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. Today's episode is produced by Matchstick Media International a nonprofit that's passionate about inspiring both visionary leaders and young creatives to harness the power of media to further the gospel. To learn more, visit us at matchstickmedia.org. Now, back to Craig. Welcome back to this part of our conversation with Chris Bueno, film producer. You know what's interesting? You, you talk about um, cast and such. How important is it to have an, some type of name star or stars in a film that's submitted to, to Netflix that's submitted to you? You know, um, they told me the, the, the three things they're looking for and cast is probably number one. So that you have someone recognizable makes a huge difference in its appeal for Netflix, especially these days. Second, genre. So, if you have a movie that, let's say, appeals to uh, what they would call family co-viewing, where all family can co-view the movie together because it's more family-friendly and also appeals to a wide spectrum of faith audience, then that's going to have more appeal than a heavy drama that deals with a very difficult subject that may, in fact, be very much faith-based, but that maybe has some really gritty... Um, let's say it deals with a gang member that ends up getting saved at the end of the film. Those are tough genres. So, those, so, that, so that's the second thing they look for is what genre and it, is it a genre that appeals to our platform? And then the third is the production quality. So let's say you don't have the cast, which is the case for a lot of faith-based films that, that are they don't have They don't have the money to hire the cast. Yeah, it's expensive, right? Then you better, you know, you just have to make sure that the production quality is really good and, and that it's a genre that, that really appeals to a wide spectrum of Christians. There, there are movies I pitched to Netflix that I thought, oh, this is a really great movie, but it, would, it represented a more uh, uh, limited audience within the, the faith community, and those are tough, at least for them to say yes to. You talked about the three things that someone like a streaming service like Netflix or anyone would be looking for when it comes to faith-based projects and content. One of them is production value, and that over and over again is an area that makes it difficult for Christians because um, they think everything is the message, and they forget that it, it has to look pretty good too. Hello? Um, talk about production value and how that can be a struggle and a, a real challenge at times. You know, there are, uh, you know, I sympathize with producers that 
let's say, or filmmakers that really did just didn't have enough money to to do their production to the you know to the quality that it needs to have and you know so in that case it's like well you didn't this is how much you had but i think that there's some fundamental things that other filmmakers have been able to accomplish on very very modest budgets and you know things like just how you frame shots to your audio i mean things like audio and the quality of the 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 recording of the audio are big tells like if it doesn't have a good quality or you can tell it just weren't using good mic those all come through and they're they're a tell right off the bat that oh there's a problem with this film you know i usually look at in and i would say netflix is very much the same if the trailer doesn't uh show any degree of I want to see this or attraction or per, good, decent production value, then you know the movie won't because usually the trailer has the better sh- scenes. So, so it's a rarity to find a trailer that's worse than the movie. So most cases, if the trailer doesn't look good, it's like, okay, well, it's a pass. So what you're saying, if, if the trailer has all the best stuff and the best stuff isn't that good, oh my, what must this, what must this movie look like? I know. And you know, you don't want to waste, they don't want to waste their time watching something just to see if maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes in, it's going to get better, right? The other thing to keep in mind that's a very much a phenomenon related to streaming platforms is that the first two to three minutes are the most critical and crucial in engagement for anyone that wants to watch something on a streaming platform. You know, Netflix doesn't even show trailers per se they show some scenes maybe that they've taken from the movie right um and some of that is you know irritating because you're on your tv and they just keep on defaulting to the the scenes that you don't you know it's like i just want to watch the next one but if you're on your ipad or other platforms there's not not even that and so the only really engagement you have is you look at the the key art you see that oh this looks interesting or maybe there's a celebrity or actor and then you look at uh, the synopsis and then you're like, ah, okay. And it's, you make a decision based on the first two, three minutes, sometimes five minutes. And for those things that have not performed well, when I've had these meetings with Netflix after, and I'll say, so how did that particular thing do? And they'll go, well, let me take a look. And they're very proprietary. They don't share the actual data, but they'll tell me whether it does good or bad or and like, oh, yeah, that, that really did not do well. And, and that means for them that people bailed on it in the first two to three minutes. So on the production quality side, if there are certain things that people will be, that will be off-putting in the first few minutes, then, you know, you're, you're going to probably lose them right off the bat. How many submissions do you think that you get in any one year, Chris? Was it a little, a lot? I bet it's a lot. It's had its cycles, right? The first, the first, I would say, year, there were, there were a lot of things that literally I think we kind of threw against the wall. They allowed me to kind of like, let's see what will stick, right? And so there was a lot then. And then about three years in, they're like, you know, we're, we're not really acquiring many films, many of the independent films we used to acquire. If you remember you know, when Netflix started, they had a lot of independent movies that were not necessarily big movies, 
just a lot of independent movies. And so it was a lot easier to get, you know, to get deals. They needed a lot of content. They didn't have deals in place with big studios. They didn't have their own studio. Now it's a different, a very different thing. And the one advantage that, that I think uh, I have that I think as and for filmmakers is a true advantage with Netflix in particular is that when something is uh, will appeal to a faith audience, it has a much better shot at getting a deal on Netflix than if it was just a, like a regular drama, right? Why, why is that? And, and the reason for that is that Netflix has a machine, a mat, they're a massive studio now, and they already have so much content that's, that's either in the pipeline or about done or in planning stages. So they're covered, right, with all the content that would be for more of a general audience or other audiences. But when it comes to the faith audience, because they don't have any internal division, any affirmed films, if you will, like Sony does, then they're very much reliant and dependent on acquisition for that audience. So there's a slice that they want to make sure that they fill for the faith-based audience, whereas if it didn't have faith, it goes into this huge um, area that they've already got tons of films or projects for already. Is, did I, am I getting that right? Yes, very much so. So, and uh, there've been every now and then I'll watch a film that I feel like, wow, this is a really great film. I, I like this film. It's really good quality. It's got good production value and not really for faith, but you know, let me talk to them about it. And they almost always say, yeah, it doesn't have the cast. It doesn't have this. You know, we, we, those things get lost on our service. Sure. So, yeah, it's a very interesting dynamic. Um, of course, I, you know, so getting back to your question, I would say, you know, probably on average this year, I would say, I'm going to say eight to 10 submissions this year, they would say yes to. Oh, they say yes to it. But how many, uh, would you get 50 submissions? Oh, submissions? as far as submissions? Oh, gosh, yeah. Probably, I would say, it, your, your P.O. box is probably filled with DVDs. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably get about 80 to 100, I would think, maybe. I'm trying to remember. I, yeah, I, that's probably around maybe at least 100. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're, 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 you're going to your TV or your computer a lot. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, sometimes I can watch the trailer and just, it's a pretty immediate decision. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's like I, I had one yesterday and I, I looked at the trailer and there were things about it where I could see that it dealt with, let's say someone who was, uh, uh, you know, an alcoholic and was abusive, but I could see that it had a redemptive message. But looking at it, I'm like, ah, if it's too raw and tends toward the abusive side even though it's faith-based that's a tough one because netflix people especially with what we're dealing with right now the content that deals with things that are very um let's say serious versus movies that will have a much more inspiring obviously a a happy ending (laughs) those those are really popular now people are getting a lot of bad news so it's not it's not unusual that you know which which again i think that there is a certain 
I've, at least in the faith world, there's a bit of a, how would I say it, um, concern on the part of producers that, oh, we don't want it to, to have all a really be beautiful bow tied at the end of it and everything works out, right? We don't want it to be a Pollyanna type of thing and nobody wants that. But it is, you know, I think that, that people don't want to leave a broadcast or, a, a, you know, an experience feeling hopeless or either. Or depressed. Or depressed, yes. Yeah. So, you know, you can go through a journey and really have some dark times in that journey. But if, but if it doesn't end with hope, I think, you know, it's, uh, I, I, have a, I have a problem with that. I mean, you look at the story of, of uh, the passion of the Christ and just Jesus as the story of the passion and talk about the profound, the, the profound depths of darkness it goes through. And yet if anyone was to write a script that said that, and then he rises again after three days, they would go, that's ridiculous. That's no impossible. one's going to believe that. That's, you know, that's impossible. Right. And yet that's our story. That's what we believe in. So what, uh, there's a part of, I think, this inherently within, I think, so many people that want that incredible, uh, uh, you know, ending, right, that, that just turns it all. So, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't knock movies like that, unless the whole movie is very unrealistic and very whitewashed, which nobody wants to watch that either. Wonderful conversation, uh, informative conversation with Chris Bueno, film producer. Hope you join us in the next episode. Thanks. You've been listening to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast with Craig D. Forrest, brought to you by Matchstick Media International, dedicated to excellence in media through inspiration, vision, and education. To learn more, visit us on the web at matchstickmedia.org. That's matchstickmedia.org. Your generous donations, large or small, help defray costs for producing this creative podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribing.